Getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. Okay, so you're not on your usual couch and you may not have had your usual cup of coffee, but where are you actually? <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning. Morning. I'm in I'm in, uh, in Kleine Bella, which is in Bella Bella. Yes. Yes, and I'm camping, so I've had my cup of coffee. I made some plunger coffee, but it was in the tent and not in on the couch. I'm so proud of you. You could really be doing our guest the destination. You should have given it to us and told us, okay, guess where I am. Give us. Well, no, you, but you, it would have been a while. I'm not sure if people have guessed, but I'm actually in Bella Bella. So, okay. Um, so if you were going to give clues about Bella Bella, what are you doing there? Why are you camping there? Are you going there to see what? Okay, well, actually, it's um, um, some friends of mine, friends and family's birthday. So, um, so it's like a birthday family friends camping weekend. Okay. Um, so yeah, and, and it's you know it's nice thing with camping. It's it's very affordable compared to um, you know living in in, in a chalet. Yeah. So um, so but it, it depends on if you would like the creature comfort. So it's really and what I've always found is people that when you go camping, the campers are the friendliest people. People live in caravans. You know, they are the most welcoming and chat to you and invite you for something to drink. So uh, it's really a lot of fun. <laughs> so have you got a good tent? Yes. Um, not mine, but luckily I have family with great tents. Um, so I've got a good tent. I've really got a good, I've got a almost a glamping setup. So I really, um, none of it's mine, but I'm well set up. So a nice tent and two nice chairs and a table and <laughs> everybody else is used to camping. So they got all the stuff. So I'm good to go. And lots of brying. Yeah, we're drying, uh, exactly. Last night we dried, today we'll be pointy, so yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh, so Nico, we've got a question. Dennis uh, wants to chat to you. Um, we've got a question from Dennis, and mm-hmm. we're just going to put him on the line. Uh, Dennis, w- with a car question from the South Coast. Okay. How's it, Dennis? Hello, hello, Dennis. Uh, uh, I've got a question for you. Uh, petrol is expensive. We can't afford it. Yeah. Electric cars are iniquitously expensive. Why do we not use steam cars? It would be cheaper to make steam engines and petro- internal combustion engines. And RC engines are about 30% efficient. And I think steam engines would be about 60% efficient at a minimum. Also, no gearbox, no clutch, nothing. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. That's Dennis from the South Coast. What do you yes. think, Nico? It's a great question. I have to say I'm going to have to um, use logic in this case, what I think is the case. I'm not 100% sure why, but I, there's some reasons what I, I think would be barriers if you're looking at, at steam-powered cars. So steam-powered cars, they actually tried uh, a while, uh, you know, in the previous century, the start, they tried it. And do you know the name DKW? Um, they sold DKWs in South Africa, and their name actually originates as uh, sorry for the German, Dampfkraftwagen, which is steam-powered car. So in a steam-powered car, you need to make a fire to boil water uh, and then drive the wheel. So really, it's like a locomotive. But the fact is that you need a lot of water for distance. So if you think about it, if you want to drive long distance, you need a lot of water. Um, and maybe that water tank is smaller, but then it might be that you have to stop a lot more to put water back in again. So that's one thing I think already is a, is a difficult thing, is the range that you have on running with water and the steam. 
Um, the second one, in other words, you need, that's why if you look at a locomotive, it has a huge water trailer behind it that creates with the fire the steam. So that's one thing I think could be an issue. The next thing is the, the, the performance needed in today's cars. If you're driving on the highway, the, the national speed limit is 120 kilometers an hour. Now, a steam-powered car might be quite heavy with the water that you're carrying. Uh, and now that happens is that um, to, to get that power output to drive at speed limits, it might be an issue. So those, I think, are just two of the basic, basic things that might be a problem is the range and the car being powerful enough to actually get you going onto the speed limits that, that is required. Um, it could also be a safety issue. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe there's a, a chance that it is a safety issue in the car as well. Those are, the, I think, the, the major reasons. I can tell you one thing. Um, car manufacturers are always looking at alternatives because they are saying, okay, we're making cars, but what, what other means of, of drive can we have? So, uh, of course, um, a, a lot of manufacturers have tried with hydrogen cars, but they haven't succeeded with hydrogen. It's just, um, they just cannot get it right. But what's really interesting is Toyota and Yamaha recently um, worked together on a hydrogen-powered um, V8 engine. So normally a, a hydrogen-powered car is actually an electric car. So we take the hydrogen and we effectively convert it into electricity to drive an electric motor. So what, what Honda and Yamaha are doing, they're saying, okay, let's take a V8 and we run it on hydrogen like a normal um, internal combustion engine car. In other words, uh, a pit, let's say a petrol car, as we know, it mixes fuel and air with a spark and that drives the engine. Now they're using hydrogen and not, and not creating electricity, but actually driving a petrol engine. So that's something that that's manufacturers are looking at. And this the hydrogen engine, Toyota, Yamaha, Subaru, Mazda, they're working together with Kawasaki, which is, of course, a motorbike manufacturer. So that's one, I think, alternative that manufacturers are trying. Yeah. But currently it looks like the two that are really working is internal combustion engines for quite a while and electric cars, which are, I agree, they're very expensive, but... You've got to think of them like cell phones. If you watched movies from the 1980s, the guys in limousines had cell phones, and that was really, you know, it wasn't portable. Then in the 90s, it became portable. It was still quite big. And then in the 2000s, we all had cell phones suddenly. So electric cars, that curve is quicker, but uh, manufacturers are starting to push entry-level electric cars as well because that's obviously in the volume where a lot of the money can be. But initially now, they're halo cars, and they, 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 they're changing perceptions. There's a lot of still, I think, negative perceptions around electric cars. And then there are issues, I would agree completely with that. But I've seen um, last weekend, um, we were a lot of that was electric cars. And people had ideas and perceptions about electric cars. And when they came back, you can just see it's like there's a switch that slipped on and suddenly their minds are changed and they're very excited. So electric cars sort of have a way of changing your mind as soon as you drive it. Okay, that was a long answer. I hope it sort of but, covered it. But it also has raised a few other... Um, J.K. Tlungwanian in Pumalanga says, I invented a water fuel engine and gearbox. Well, J.K., that sounds absolutely fascinating. Is there any way you could um, WhatsApp us a photo of it? We'd love to see that. Also, someone asks this... Now, I, I mean, I don't know if this is serious, but it's actually an interesting question. I don't know how one would do it. But someone from the Cedarburg says, why is nobody looking at hemp fuel? Um, and I know so, that they've um, looked at, they've looked at, is it um, sunflower seed oil fuel, sunflower true, seed they, fuel? Even with corn. So, so there's, there's, there's different, um, uh, these are normally referred to as biofuels. So, um, so some manufacturers have tried a, a biofuel from corn, but the problem is if you're using corn for biofuel, you're taking food away to make fuel. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's one consideration. Um, I, I guess if you're a, 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 a um, if you like, what are those theories? 
um, you could say, well, maybe the oil companies stopped the, the fuel from hemp. Um, but definitely a lot of effort is, is going into alternatives um, uh, for uh, instead of using uh, crude oil. So, yeah. yes, we hemp is, I've heard, I've seen that the hemp is, uh, people have um, tried to make fuel from that. I think maybe just the volumes you need is an issue. Yeah. Um, sunflower seeds. But again, what you don't want is like corn. You don't want to take food away and make fuel where you'd rather have make food for people. But I think that was sort of the, the reason why corn didn't work as a biofuel. Wow. And then um, someone just <laughs> perseverance saying we should bring back horses and carts. It's very enviro-friendly and good for supporting farriers and you the know. wheelwright trade. And for keeping not, the verges short when the horses eat the grass. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting is that um, um, the issue with that is horse emissions. So in New York in the turn of the previous century, they had a big problem because they had so many horses that the manure was everywhere. It, uh, it attracted flies. They didn't yeah. have to get people to clean up, which means they needed more horses to clean that up. So one thing we will consider then, of course, is horse emissions on our roads, especially <laughs> if there's lots of horses can become an issue. Is that where horsepower comes from? Yeah, sort of. Horsepower is actually um, a guy tried to sell a steam engine. Yeah. A, while, a guy, um, I forget now his name, um, but he was trying to sell a steam engine when they were using horses and binds. And he had to, to try and explain that link to how a horse works. So horsepower is actually, I, I'm just going to get it right. Um, I'm a bit rusty, but it's... Uh, it's a bit I rough when you're right. camping, when you're camping in Bella Bella. Hey? It's hard to... Exactly. Get. <laughs> but horsepower is the time it takes a horse to lift a certain weight one meter. Um, that's, uh, that's how horsepower is measured. So it's actually was trying to sell steam engines and saying, okay, well, a horse takes this time to lift a weight. Yeah. Um, let's link that to steam. But actually, one horse doesn't have horsepower. One horse has actually got less than one horsepower. Oh. Yes. Huh? I know, that's weird. That's weird. Okay. I, just explain that to us again. Sorry. One horse... So, one Lifting. horse, so if you, measure, if you take that measure of horsepower and you say, okay, the horse has got to lift the weight, I, I can't remember if it's one kilogram, one meter, and one second. It's something like that. Yeah. Um, but if you then say that measurement is a, a number and you then equate it back to a horse, I think a horse got like 0.7 horsepower. So a horse doesn't even have a horsepower. Good Sometimes sense. these measurements don't make sense and they're a little bit weird, but we're sort of used to them. Um, where uh, yeah, I think kilowatt is a, is a more... I don't want to say accurate, but certain countries are more used to kilowatts as opposed to horsepower. So in the UK, they use horsepower, and South Africa use kilowatts. So sometimes you also have to do a conversion to understand. It's the same thing. It's just measured in a different way. So sometimes a horse doesn't even have horsepower. There we go. That's it. We learn all the time. We're talking to our petrol head. He's uh, broadcasting to us from Bella Bella outside the campsite. So he's not really on the couch with a cup of coffee. He's had his... Um, plunger of coffee he's sitting on a deck chair and the braai is starting to heat up for lunchtime already i'm sure if you've got any questions for him you can sms us on 41391 you can also send your um whatsapp questions audio or otherwise to our whatsapp number 0614104107 i'll do that again 0614 104107. We've got a question for you here. Let's go for it. Good morning, Michelle. Just something for your information. Uh, the old miners, what they used to do is they used to make horses blind and let them run in a circle while they are turning the winders uh, underground. And that 
most probably where horsepower came from. It was cruel, but that's how they did it. Joe Pretoria. Huh. So Joe in Pretoria suggesting that horsepower may have come from when uh, the horses were... They used to put those... Um, those I, I can't remember what they... They're like... It's like a blindfold over the horses, and then the horses just used to go round and round and round, pulling, as Joe says, the mine up and down. That could also be uh, relation. No, to I think the one, the one I have is, is right, definitely. Um, uh, the one I have with uh, it was trying to solve steam engines and actually trying to 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 equate that to what they because exactly that they're using horses in the mine. Yeah. They're trying to sell a steam engine. So how can you make people understand why you need steam power as opposed to horsepower? Ah, okay. So there is a question for you, which is when the fan belt comes off, what options do I have? Put it back. (laughs) 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 No, no, man, Nico, be serious. (laughs) But I am serious. So when your fan belt comes off, okay, okay one so, of the so, options is to, how does one put it back? <laughs> carefully. Carefully. <laughs> okay, so what is a fan belt? So when you're driving, um, you have to cool your car. Um, and there's um, lots of, um, 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 let me just get it right. So, sorry, while I'm talking, I'm watching because I have the wind. You know, there's like lots of bugs flying around, which is quite cool. Um, <laughs> So, so um, when, you're, when you're driving, you need to cool down the, the engine. So what happens is the car has water yeah. um, in certain ports, and they run to keep the car engine at a certain temperature. So you have a radiator in front. That's If you look at, at your grill, behind that, there's a big silver thing. Mm. So that's the radiator. So the water gets pumped through the radiator and then through the engine, and it cools the car down. But if you are stationary and the car is hot, then um, you're not getting um, the egg running through that water. Then your fan starts running. To cool that down. Yeah. So um, nowadays a lot of cars have electric fans. So I guess it's not an issue, but you don't want to um, have a, 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 a chance with a car overheat. So you're not really going to be able to do it yourself. A lot of older cars maybe, but newer cars not. So if the fan belt does come off, you need to make a plan to get it back on again as soon as you can, especially if the car is running hot and the car doesn't have a way to cool itself down. It's a little bit worse if you have an alternator belt that comes off because the car has a battery. And as you're driving, that lights up your electronics, your dash, your radio, your climate control. But that effectively will get drained very quickly. So you have an alternator, which is like a dynamo putting energy back into the battery. So if you're just driving with a battery, you drain it quite quickly. So if it does happen that the alternator isn't turning anymore, you're going to have a car that's not going to run soon because you're going to run out of um, uh, electrons effectively to drive the car. But you've got to, you know, anything with a car, try and fix it as soon as you can. Um, don't leave it because sometimes it leads to other problems that are more expensive than, than the, your, your original smaller problem. Okay, so I, okay, I may be very wrong, but isn't there like an old story, olden days, older days, not olden days, older days? I know where you're going. You're going hose. Um, um, pantyhose, pantyhose, yeah. Yeah, people used to do that for alternators. So as, as, an, as an alternative, um, because you just needed the alternator to run while you're driving to put energy in the battery. And cars didn't really have a lot of electronics. I mean, they might they didn't even have aircon. They had a fan and maybe a radio and your instrument cluster. So I know, uh, for instance, I sort of vaguely remember being there once when somebody used pantyhose to just put a belt so the alternator could turn while you're driving. So it could be done. Um, 
But nowadays it's a lot more complex because the engines, if you now open the bonnet, there's a lot more going on. Those old engines was very basic. You open up the bonnet, there was an, the engine, there was a clear, there's the fan running to the alternator, not a lot of things in the way. Nowadays cars are so complex, complex with turbochargers, there's a lot more things going on under the hood. So it's not that simple to try and get your pantyhose around your alternator in more. <laughs> That's not a phrase I've used on radio before yet. Besides <laughs> which, um, who, who wears pantyhose nowadays? We've got a, a voice message which links to I'm that in as Bella, well. Bella, I tell you, it's <laughs> warm I'm a bit lively this morning, but uh, my father, when the fan belt came off, he was driving a Peugeot 404 1967 model. He just took my mother's pulling socks and uh, we managed to drive another 100 kilometers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you I think go. that's exactly. Joe. That's Joe from Pretoria being very oh, lively. Cool. Joe, we love your liveliness. It's, it's, ve- it's very, very good. But I'll tell you what, that is, is definitely a story that, uh, I mean, as you say, in Bella Bella, no one's wearing pantyhose because it's just so hot. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I'm saying yes. After this, I'm going to take a dip in the pool. It's already getting nice and hot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, cars cannot be fixed in Bella Bella with pantyhose because there's just not any around. There's not any around because it's too hot, is what you're saying. Exactly. I mean, um, it's a good question, and I'd love to know if um, ladies and maybe some men as well are still wearing pantyhose and, um, you know... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's sort of beyond my scope of knowledge, yes, but let's, <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, maybe maybe there are people who are doing that, etc. Okay, Nico, um, in closing, was there anything specific you wanted to talk about today? No, it was generally because I had like small little topics. Um, um, let's, talk, let's cover one because normally as well, I enjoy, as I said before, the questions the most. So if I get lots of questions, I don't mind if you don't really get to a topic. But one of the things is now, Ford has reorganized themselves, the motor company, into Model E and Ford Blue. So Ford Model E would refer to all the electric cars that Ford are going to launch, um, where Ford Blue would refer to all the petrol and diesel or ICE cars. Um, And there was actually a lawsuit going back to 2010 um, where Elon Musk wanted the the, the name Model uh, E uh, for his company because, because of course, he's got Model S and Model X. Uh, and he wanted Model E, and um, he couldn't because Ford had already patented it, so he used model, the number three for Model 3. So um, there's a few instances before where manufacturers have actually um, um, used a number or a name, and somebody else sued them. A, a very famous one is, of course, the, the name of Porsche, 911, um, where Persia wanted that one, um, and Porsche had it. So that's why 404, to just referred to a few minutes ago, um, the 404, I think initially, I remember, don't remember the exact model, it was like a 414. But because Porsche had that one in the middle that they're using, Peugeot couldn't use that. That's why the 0, 504, 604, um, as opposed to the uh, 514. Okay. All right. I, I think we're going to close off, but we're going to close off with a comment from Winston. I think that may be appropriate. I would like to propose that we vote that we rename the petrol head since he's actually quite a big fan of electric vehicles. Thank you very much. Ah, electric head. How about... <laughs> no. <laughs> In this case, I would rather go back to petrol head. I still like petrol cars as well. Do you? Uh, make no mistake. Yes, I still like the sound for everyday driving, not, but the sound of a normally aspirated V10 uh, or a, a turbocharged uh, um, V8 
uh, they're still quite good. So no, I think I'm I, hopefully I'm a little bit balanced between two. I like electric cars, but I'm sure going to miss petrol cars when they're gone. And you're going to miss that sound as well. But you know what, of course, is going to happen. It's going to be like, you know, we, when we first had cell phones and the clicking noise as you worked through, you know, your, your, your um, what's it called? I'm, you know, where you, you, you hear it click, mm. clicking when you dial the numbers, etc. Let me see if I can do it. I mean, of course, that's going to be the same. We're going to have electric cars, which um, are... Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have lots of quite electric cars on the road. And it's suddenly a... a, a a V8 is going to come past and everybody's going to turn their heads and say, what No, we're going to have quiet electric cars and then there's just going to be something, a button that you press to make it sound like it has a V8 engine. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Yeah, they're actually making more artificial sounds. They don't want it to sound like a petrol engine. So you get more space sounds that sound something like Star Wars or Star Trek. Those are more the sounds. No, man. Nico, go back to Bella Bella. (laughs)